0: Welcome to Jim's Take, I'm your host, Jim Vaughn, and I'm your co-host, Tyler Kennedy. Jim, we have had the debate on bonds versus equities. Now we're going to take it a step further with our belief of being a long-term equity-oriented investor. The next area of focus is value versus growth equities. Jim, before we jump into value versus growth, can you explain how we design our portfolios to actually have this debate? Happy to, Tyler.
1: In our portfolios, uh, we, we know that markets are going to move. Investments, we believe, perform at different times. They move in cycles. So the market will favor certain types of investments at certain times. We want to capture the movement of the markets. And what we try to do is, for example, and we're going to talk about value and growth style investing. We try to capture both styles, both value and growth companies. We try to capture the right investments for them. And we attempt, you never know if you're right, but you attempt to buy them when they are out of favor and hopefully sell them when they are in favor. How do we do that? When we invest cash into an account, dividends, new money coming in, or possibly when a client retires money coming out, we add the new money to those styles that are out of favor. We're trying to buy low. When we sell, we're trying to sell from those positions that are in favor and the prices are up, and we'd sell a little bit of that which is doing well. And so that's our attempt to systematically
0: buy low, and sell high. Ultimately, the portfolio will consist of both value and growth. That's right. That's how we do it. That's right. So Jim, you're going to take the stance of value investing. Okay. Do you want to give it a shot? I can. Two kinds of styles.
1: If we both went to business school and came out and managed money, we would probably pick one or the other and to become a manager. A value-style investor attempts to buy businesses when they are out of favor. And the example we try to use is uh, the winter coat manufacturer. Uh, In March, in April, no one's buying winter coats. Uh, you've, You've bought it or you think you can make it to the warmer weather, you don't buy any coats. Therefore, the manufacturer of those coats should be worth less. They're not selling many coats. And yet we know that come the fall, it'll be cold and folks will go out and buy winter coats. Uh, they will lose them over the course <laughs> of the summer. They will move. They will buy winter coats in the fall. And so therefore, the manufacturer of the winter coats should appreciate in value because we know they're going to start selling coats again. A value style buyer will Attempt to buy the winter coat manufacturer in the
0: springtime when no one else wants it. Do you want to go into some of the characteristics of value in terms of more stable companies, dividends? Value style company
1: typically is a mature company, it has an established product. Uh, it has been profitable in the past, probably is profitable now. They are Frequently, they've got a good feel on how much of their product people need. There's a very predictable market for winter coats. We've been buying the same number for many, many years, and that's worldwide. (laughs) It's a very predictable business. Therefore, there's less risk in the business. It's The financially tend to be very stable. They tend to pay dividends. They tend to increase their dividends. They attempt to... As a matter of course, so they are more established, financially
0: sound companies generally. In contrast, growth style investing typically involves a company that is growing revenue and earnings faster than the current economy. So these might be younger companies who are acquiring market share at a steady pace above their competition, might be a new technology. It's common for growth style companies to not pay a dividend because they are reinvesting it back into the business because that's what they're trying to do. They may not be profitable yet either, so any sort of cash produced gets right back into the business with the hope of one day possibly becoming profitable so typically we've seen this before where the growth style companies eventually evolve into the value companies over time
1: that's that's a good that's a good example uh and you In your day-to-day life, you've seen some of these growth companies. Just to pick on one, uh, coffee has been sold in this country forever, uh, will always be sold forever. Starbucks managed to sell coffee expensively. They had to expand rapidly. I think in Ridgewood, we had three Starbucks at one time. That's Ridgewood. (laughs) (laughs) Well, how many do you have now? Two? I think we only have two. Okay, <laughs> uh, and that's in addition to the other establishments that were here forever. To lease a space, to hire employees, to get all of your processes up and running are very expensive for each Starbucks. So Starbucks spends a lot of money. They don't pay out any dividend yet, and yet they know that their each location is profitable. They're trying. They try to expand rapidly once they move into an area because. Distribution is expensive and they, they want to have central hubs and then lots of stores supporting the central hubs. There will come a day when there's a Starbucks on every corner and Starbucks will stop expanding and will undoubtedly increase their earnings because they don't have startup costs uh, and they do have expensive coffee. And the other stuff they sell is pretty good. They will make profits. They will pay dividends. Uh, And that'll all occur once they have stopped
0: expanding. With that in mind, which type value or growth will perform better? History tells us that they move
1: at different times and that basically they perform in similar manners. We just don't know when. It occurs differently. We do have a graph that we're going to put up. We obviously can't use the graph. You guys can't see that
0: graph right now?
1: Uh, It will be part of the uh, the written materials, but it shows that over extended periods of time, value-style companies do a little bit better, meaningfully better, but only a little bit better than growth-style companies. Most of the great names that you you remember in the business world are growth-style companies. But what's important for our purposes is that they perform at different times, and that allows us to buy and reinvest new cash when these types of companies are out of favor because we believe that over time they will perform the same. So we're trying to buy them when they are out of favor.
0: We'll be right back after this. I think what we're going to discuss now is sort of the different times that value might outperform growth and then when growth might outperform value. Do you want to take value's outperformance? What what are some of the times where they outperform? Well, in times of high inflation, value
1: style companies have assets, they typically have pricing power. They make a product, they have excellent finances themselves so they're not borrowing from the bank because high inflation is typically followed by higher interest rates. Value style company can self-finance so they don't need to borrow money. Uh, So periods of high inflation, Fed tightening,
0: value style companies tend to do better. So when the opposite happens... You know, after every economic downturn, there's this thing called the expansion phase (laughs) where everything gets a little bit brighter. No one knows when that particular time is, but we find out afterwards that we are no longer in the recession era, so to speak. But during that time, typically you will see growth companies outperforming value because they're reinvesting all their capital back into the business they're able to adapt faster to new economic times essentially and that sort of creates this opportunity for them to outperform the more stable companies
1: that's been the pattern in the past we think that'll be the pattern in the future we just never know when and we never know when these we never know when the economy is going to transition and furthermore we also don't know when these styles Will come
0: in and out of favor, and I think it's. I mean, I I wish I could see the future. You know, help everyone out. (laughs) Yes, you know, I I would gladly take fall on the sword. You know, (laughs) to find out what would happen if that's what it took. But uh, no, so we think that realistically, you have to invest in both. That's our approach. We invest
1: in both. We put new money into the areas that have done the worst, uh, in the hopes of buying low. We sell from the areas that have done the best, from the styles that have done the best. And we hope to capture these different styles, different phases of the market for the benefit of our clients.
0: Anyway, that's what should happen. Everything always looks better on paper, Jim. (laughs) Because we know the second that we implement the beautifully balanced portfolio, the very same day, it changes. It changes. (laughs) It
1: changes frankly, why we offer portfolio reviews to new clients, because something's always changes. And and you have to show a client how we're going to deal with the change. Okay. Change is constant. What are you going to do about it? You've got to have a plan in place, a system in place to address it and
0: hopefully profit from it. How we do it is we rebalance twice a year and then we're always reinvesting dividends. Yes. And new deposits. Right.
1: New new deposits can happen at any time. Dividends happen literally monthly in our portfolios. And we reinvest those new funds. We have clients who don't need their money and they let it sit there. We have other clients who take a check a month. And so we rebalance from the sell side for those clients.
0: Exactly. So we hope that both value and growth can, at one point in time, both perform simultaneously? <laughs> Wouldn't that be wonderful? <laughs> but we will we will definitely find out. I don't know if that'll ever happen, but just optimistic over here. Did you have anything else?
1: Markets move. Styles go in and out of favor. We hope to capture them by buying when they are out of
0: favor and selling when they're in favor. Yes. That's the plan. Yes. Sounds like a good plan, Jim. <laughs> In case you're tired of us talking, we offer a newsletter on almost every financial topic. How does it go, Jim? We periodically write longer, three, four page letters on economic
1: topics of the day and try to explain our long term thinking about that topic. Most of our emails try to point out good news. The press handles the bad news well enough. Uh, we try to point out the good news that is all around us. And it is a part of our fundamentally optimistic view about economic matters and and frankly the world. How would they subscribe? Uh, they can go to our website, vaughancompany.com. Is there any cost to sign up? No. No. We we use our newsletters, we use these podcasts as part of our marketing effort. We want our clients and potential clients to get a feel for who we are, how we think, before they contact us. So there's no charge for this. There's no charge for being on the email. They don't receive uh, telephone calls. They do receive emails. And possibly a letter from us. And possibly a letter. We would send them a letter. So thank you for listening. Uh, We appreciate it. Uh, Please follow us and like us and subscribe. And subscribe.
0: Boninco Securities, Inc. Disclaimer. It should not be assumed that your account holdings will correspond directly to any comparative indexes or any of our existing client accounts. Investment in foreign securities have additional risks, including the risk of adverse currency fluctuations. Please remember that different types of investments involve varying degrees of risk, and current and future results may be higher or lower than those shown. Figures shown are past results and are not predictive of results in future periods. Share prices and returns will vary, so investors may lose money. Investing for short periods of time make losses more likely it should not be assumed that recommendations made in the future will be profitable or will equal past performance. For the Vaughan Dividend Growth Program, performance is based on accounts that was managed for the longest period of time, and results are illustrated from inception. All income, dividends, interest, and other earnings are reinvested. Performance-based fees can only be utilized by individuals who meet the following qualifications. A natural person, who or a company, that immediately after entering into the contract has at least $1 million under management of the investment advisor or a natural person who or a company that the investment advisor entering into the contract and any person acting on his behalf reasonably believes immediately prior to entering into the contract has a net worth, together in the case of a natural person with the assets held jointly with a spouse, of more than $2.1 million at the time the contract is entered into. For the Vaughn Equity Asset Allocation Program, performance is based on an account that was among the earliest to use the program. Vaughn & Co Securities, Inc. believes that these results are representative. All income, dividends, interest, and other earnings are reinvested. There may be economic or market conditions that affect performance. Vaughn & Co. Securities, Inc. buys concentrated positions for our portfolios, which may make our performance more volatile than that of broad market indexes, and our performance may diverge from an index, positively or negatively, as a result. Investments are not FDIC-insured, nor are the deposits of or guaranteed by a bank or other entity. Vaughn Asset Allocation Program and Vaughn Dividend Growth Accounts results are net of all fees, reflecting trading commissions, maintenance, custody, advisory, and performance fees, if any. It should not be assumed that the recommendation made in the future will be profitable or will equal past performance. Data and information contained in any chart used by Vaughn Co. Securities, Inc. has been supplied by sources we believe to be reliable, but is not guaranteed. Accounts held at Fidelity Investments are covered by SIPIC.